Welcome to the Canadian SME Podcast, a podcast for Canadian small businesses. We interview Canadian experts and entrepreneurs to provide expert insight into marketing, innovation, business leadership, technology, and trends that impact small business. Our mission is to empower Canadian small and medium enterprise to help you grow your business. Please join me in welcoming Uri Adoni, the former CEO of Microsoft Networks Israel and a former partner at Jerusalem Venture Partners. We are going to touch base on Adoni's highly praised new book, The Unstoppable Startup, that teaches business people how to master Israel's secret rules of chutzpah, which are key for raising funds, expanding globally, and achieving longevity. There are rules for pitching a startup in the COVID-19 environment, including key strategies for appealing to investors and raising funds. Uri Adoni has over 20 years of experience in the high-tech space. He was a partner at Jerusalem Venture Partners Media Labs for over 12 years. JVP is one of Israel's leading venture capitals. Adoni served on the board of several high-tech companies, both early and late stage. Adoni is a highly visible ambassador for Israeli high-tech and is also an angel investor, investing his own capital in early-stage startups. He recently departed from JVP to join a U.S.-based real estate entrepreneur who is developing a new and innovative approach for building local high-tech ecosystems and communities across the U.S. In this podcast, Uri discussed how using the rules and mindset of Israeli kutzvah can significantly increase the chances of success for startups. He further elaborated on the importance of having a multinational mentality when creating a startup to allow for global expansion. Hi, Uri. Uh, I would like to welcome you to our small business podcast. How are you today? Hi there. Great. Thanks for having me. Amazing. Now, Uri, uh, I would like to ask you, like, what motivated you to write The Unstoppable Startup Mastering Israel's Secret Rules of Chutzpah? Um, I think the main motivation was uh, the very uh, hard numbers of startups that don't make it. It's over 75% of startups actually fail Mm -hmm. and uh when you work closely with startup uh once you have the experience you can actually help them so i thought i would try to give my humble contribution in trying to uh reduce this uh, number and just tell stories of uh you know from my experience and other entrepreneurs who made it uh, successfully with a startup and just share this knowledge and um you know that entrepreneurs can learn from it and maybe implement some of these learnings Absolutely. Now, that would be great. Now, can you share your thoughts on how to launch an unstoppable startup in the post-COVID era? Sure. So there's there's two situations, whether you, you started the startup before COVID or you're just now planning to actually launch it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think if you already started something uh, pre-COVID, um, I think that there are a few things that you should be sensitive about. Mm-hmm. Uh, first is probably the first one is cash <laughs> because it's uh, in some cases it's be- it became a bit uh, harder to fundraise right uh, for especially new startups early stage mm-hmm. like seed stage a round so later stage startups have uh, a better chance of fundraising now but but if you have raised before uh, you should be very sensitive of how you spend your cash and thus try to be uh, very um, accurate with your plan and with the, and and with your budget and do it as lean as possible so you can actually have a longer runway right um the second thing is that um and that's true by the way to any startup who already also fundraising now 
Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing is, is you have to be very honest with yourself. I would say brutally honest with yourself and make sure that what you thought is a good idea before COVID is still a good idea post-COVID. post-COVID because yeah. uh, the world has changed and it's still changing in many ways. And, you know, telemedicine is, uh, you know, the medical uh, space has changed. Telemedicine is booming now. Mm-hmm. Uh, education, deliveries, uh, travel, all sorts of things have changed and are still changing and will probably look different in the next uh, year or two. Mm-hmm. And so I think you should be validating your idea uh, in a post-COVID days, whether it's still valid or whether it should be tweaked or changed or, or, or you know, dropped all the way and, and come up with a new idea. And... Um, Um, and, and so I think that the main thing is, is to be very realistic, to see where the world is going. Mm-hmm. Um, however, I think that there are some great opportunities now. It's not just a threat. It's, it's a great opportunity for entrepreneurs because, you know, some of the best companies came out of the previous crisis in 2008, like, like right. Uber and Groupon and, these, and, and Airbnb and these kind of companies. So um, I think that... A good entrepreneur will probably have a good hypothesis of where the world is going in a certain vertical and how things will change mm-hmm. and create a product or a service that will match this new reality and thus you know take some kind of a leadership over over a category uh, mm-hmm. locally or or internationally uh, so I think that um, you should have a good musical ear these days to see. Where things are going, what are the new needs where where are people are more sensitive, what kind mm-hmm. of you know new propositions could be introduced and and try to kind of bet on one of them that you highly believe in no, I really like your thoughts thank you so much for sharing them that you know you need to validate and you need to reevaluate your marketing strategies to adapt to the new normal, adapt to the changes that are happening around. So know that those were some really, really good key points. Now, how, what do you think, like how can small businesses build an unstoppable team? Um, so a good team is actually, it's not just about the people, it's also about the characteristics and the culture and uh, the drive uh, behind this team. Right. Uh, so first, I think that, uh, um, Probably two, three people would be good. I, I think one person is, is, is not enough. You need mm-hmm. at least a co-founder with you and pro- probably I would say three people to, you know, to start something uh, with some kind of, uh, um, some kind of a new business. Um, I think that should be uh, the, their background should be different. So one can come from a business background, another come from a you know, technological background or operational background, but they should be diverse in terms of, uh, of their background. And, um, and I think that the main thing is that they should really share the passion mm-hmm. to what is it that they want to build. Um, right. They need to really believe in what they're doing and, 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 You know, in technology, sometimes pe- people say, "Oh, yeah, there's these huge exits. I want to have an exit. That's yeah. not a good that's not a good reason to start a company. You need mm-hmm. to start a company because you really believe that the reality is not good as it is, and you want to change the status quo and mm-hmm. thus you know come up with a better proposition. So I think this passion is extremely important. and um, and an, another element that the team should have is some kind of uh, what I call sense of urgency. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, you cannot lay back and say, yeah, we'll do it tomorrow. We'll do it in a couple of weeks. You need to run fast and then accelerate and then run even faster because somebody is probably working on a similar thing like you're doing. And mm-hmm. if you want to make it to the market and beat your competition, you need to really have a sense of urgency and try to always make sure you're ahead of the competition. So um, I think these kind of components in a way uh, makes, makes a good team. It's a good team. No, absolutely. 100% agree. Now, what one key rule you suggest for pitching a startup in the COVID-19 environment, uh, like also a key strategy for appealing to investors and raising funds? So I think um, I mentioned a few earlier, but I, I think you have to be very honest with your investors. So, mm-hmm. you know, if, you're, if, you, if you had some hard times, you know, feel free to share it. You know, don't try to sugar sweet everything or say, oh, it was fine. We didn't get hit by COVID or whatever. If you, you know, if you had challenges and you overcame them, that's actually a good sign for your investors because it shows that you can deal with uncertainties or with a changing reality and, you know, mm-hmm. to address it at the right time, at the right pace. So it's not about just um, saying everything is 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 uh, is rosy and and wonderful but if you had challenges share them and actually it will be a good opportunity for you to demonstrate your leadership and your management skills and your re- how you reacted um another thing if you had for example if you had to pivot your company or because of the of the the changes that happened again share it uh if 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 your idea as i mentioned before you know had to cha- had to be tweaked or changed because of covid you know share that so mm-hmm. i think uh, be, I, i would say be open with your with your investors at the end of the day they will be your partners if they will invest it's not just about you know uh, putting their money and and meeting you in two years it's it's an ongoing kind of uh, work together and so i think that uh, being very honest uh, being very open it's something that uh, that uh, investors actually appreciate uh mm-hmm. the other thing that i mentioned earlier i think uh you know i think i wrote somewhere it's like uh you, you should think like a camel not like a unicorn right. um, a camel you know can make a long way with with water and with and water. uh it, it will not die and i think that in covid days you need to show your investors that you're cash sensitive that you know how to manage your company in a lean way mm-hmm. but that you still have you know a big vision and you know how to pursue that and to have a full plan for post covid days so you say okay now i'm kind of in the store i'm i'm easing things down but once we're out of it i know exactly where where i'm uh uh heading this ship and uh i will put you know full steam ahead and so mm-hmm. you should also have a full plan for post covid and not just talk about survival but rather on what how how on growth and and scaling up once these things will be over no absolutely that was a really good example that you shared about you know how the companies need to be more honest and upfront to get the solutions that for the challenges that they're facing right now now right. in your opinion like how to build an mvp like minimal viable product in a relatively short time with limited resources to quickly get that market validation you spoke about earlier Yeah, I, I think an MVP is it's very important because at the end of the day you want to have the 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 market product fit uh, as soon as you can. And mm-hmm. uh, you know, I I've seen startups that you know 
worked like for two years uh, in their basements or in their labs or whatever before they came with the, and they wanted to come with a perfect product, which I don't think ever exists, but they, you know, all the little applications or the little the design things and they wouldn't go out. And then when they go out, they get the feedback from the market and, it, and it's never 100% good. You always have to listen to the market and tweak it accordingly. So the earlier right. you do it, the better it is because then you can actually work together with the market. Uh, mm -hmm. on the solution. Um, I think that uh, the main thing about MVP is to define it in the right manner. So it will, on one hand, it will be as lean and mean as possible, but on the other hand, will be sufficient enough for the market to give you feedback that, that, it's, it, that it's valuable. Because if, if you said, yeah, we don't have that, so obviously they didn't know that. We didn't have that, so we, obviously the feedback was bad. So. You need mm -hmm. to come up with a, with a good uh, demonstration, for example. It doesn't have, for example, you don't have the whole technology to work, but if you have a good demo, you can get mm -hmm. a good feedback on, on how, uh, on whether the market actually um, uh, reacts to that. Right. Um, there's a great example of uh, Dropbox at the time. They've done, uh, they had this idea to, you know, for heavy files. Uh, right. and, and what they did was a very simple but brilliant idea. They just mm -hmm. launched a video and said, you know, we have this product. And they actually showed in the video the product, but they, it, they didn't have all the, you know, all the, all all the, the algorithms and all the uh, servers and all that. They just had mm -hmm. a, a kind of a demo video in a way. Yeah. And then at the end of the video, they said, if you're interested, you know, just register for it. And then a lot of people registered and then they, they got it. They, they understood that they have a good thing in their hand and they actually build it. The, um, yeah. the other thing is that in some cases, and, you know, I touch up, upon it in the book as well. I, I don't know if you're familiar with Waze, the navigation company that uh, came out of Israel. It's, uh, it's a kind of a social network navigation solution that was uh, bought eventually by Google for over a billion dollars. Wow. And what they did was that they said, you know, the GPSs are not a good enough solution uh, because they just tell me how do I get from A to B. They don't tell me what's the shortest time to get to A from mm -hmm. A to B. And then I get stuck in traffic and nobody told me about it. And so um, they came up with this MVP that just started and they had this community of people, very not, not a big community, started actually in Israel. And mm -hmm. these people were kind of, uh, they felt this, the users, the early stage users, they were like part of the definition of the product itself. They gave feedback right. and said it didn't work here. And was a, so you got this community of users that are passionate about what you're doing and they're helping you to actually define the product. So this is something that also is a good thing to have some kind of a design partner. It can be users in the case of B2C or it can be a corporate or, or a potential client that will be a design partner and will help you to actually define together the product. And, and again, what's the best MVP for them? Mm -hmm. And to go from there to the full, full uh, production of the product. No, you wrapped it up so beautifully, like it just Thank step you. by step by step. So that, that was great. But what is your, like on a final note, what is your piece of advice to start up? You know, as, as the book suggested, I, my, <laughs> my suggestion is that you have some chutzpah uh, yeah. We didn't have a chance to talk a, bit, a, lot, a lot about that, but chutzpah is this uh, audacity, go-to approach, uh, being bold, 
not being arrogant or, mm-hmm. or rude. Uh, this is the kind of the bad, the bad side of the negative side of chutzpah. But yeah. have this, this uh, audacity and chutzpah to challenge the status quo, to challenge the existing solution, to come up with ideas and solutions that are the right ones for this time or for the time for two years from now and come up with a solution. And, uh, and don't be afraid to challenge what exists and to claim that you will, I mean, believe that you will kind of lead the category or create a new category in that matter. So uh, definitely, I think having chutzpah and kind of following this, um, this mission of, mm-hmm. uh, of, of accomplishing uh, uh, or, or, or conquering a market and dominating it, uh, that, that should be probably the advice I would give. That's amazing. No, I really like the theme of the book itself and it kind of fits well with the global situation that everybody's in. So no, but it was great. You've, you've shared some of the best thoughts, you know, in suggesting how to pitch a startup, especially during this time. Uh, but thank you so much for joining us. Uri. Thank you for having me chatting with you, knowing more about you and the book that just, you know, that you wrote. So yeah, it was great. Thank you thank so you. much. Appreciate it. Thanks. Thank you for listening to the Canadian SME podcast. Please visit canadiansme.ca to subscribe and join us next week as we share more expert advice from Canadian business leaders. Music